0: You're listening to Clock Radio Speakers with Armand and Doc.
1: What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Clock Radio Speakers. I'm your host, Armand. You can follow me on Twitter at ArmandWakeUp, A-R-M-O-N-D, wake up, all one word. Clock Radio Speakers is powered by Tumblr. I'm sorry, ClockRadioSpeakers.com is powered by Tumblr. And uh, from there, you can get to our SoundCloud, our Facebook, our Twitter, uh, our Pulse Radio show, which is every Sunday night from 10 p.m. to 12 a.m. Eastern. Uh, at the Pulse-Radio.com and also on the tune in app, but all that stuff is on uh, ClockRadioSpeakers.com. and uh, of course i 'm here with uh my man doc what 's up doc
2: not much man it 's been a good weekend uh, everybody can follow me on twitter at doc Beats, s not a Z um, I think you about covered it man uh what you been what are you, what have you been playing on the radio lately
1: uh, last week was usher i did i did a, I did the usher mix um for the ten year anniversary of Confessions and then this week I redid the T D I replayed the T D episode because I didn't have time to do a new one. Not even front. It's all good, man. We can be honest with the fans. Um But this week's episode is gonna be dope because we have some special guests in quote unquote studio. Uh we have Wit, we have Swoop, and we have my man Wes Pendleton. What's going on, fellas? Yo, what's good? Yo, so as you guys may or may not know school of roses which is by kristen gray which uh, just came out what two weeks ago yep okay two weeks ago um doing extremely well on the charts receive uh extreme cl- critical acclaim but you know in true clock radio speakers fashion we want to get into the details and these three guys provided the details into the album so we want to give you some insight. Not only on um the album itself, but just on the collision itself, because in a short amount of time, uh they've they've done a lot. So we wanna get into all that nerdery and true clock radio speakers fashion. But uh first, uh Doc I mean, Doc, do we do we even need to talk about your huskies? Are we gonna do that? Nah, nah.
2: I I will I will uh I will let everybody just watch the, the videos online of UConn students, you know, flipping smart cars and uh throwing Light poles through windows and all sorts of dumb stuff, but uh, but nah, it's been a, you know UConn alum, UConn employee, so it's it's been a good week, man.
1: Word, word, word. What you guys been up to? What's going on? What's what's going on with y'all? Working, man. I've been
3: changing. I fall so good. <laughs> That's probably gonna happen like fifty more times in this interview.
4: So,
3: um, just been changing a lot of diapers, man. That's it. That's my work.
4: Word, yeah. word. 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 Wes? yeah, I just been still making music. Uh, been he's been grinding.
2: Everybody, he's been grinding. Nah, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't use
4: that terminology.
2: Just what I do, you know, what
4: I'm saying, going over to Wits to have some coffee. You know, what I'm saying, that's yes, last, that's about it. The last couple of weeks. Wits, Oh, man, just working.
0: Been doing some um, some stuff, some additional stuff with Chris's. With Chris's album, um, doing some new things and um, you know also some side projects that I'm working on. So preparing for the next Collision release and stuff like that, man. I'm trying to recharge my batteries a little bit too. So. All
1: right. Wait on your Chronic album. <laughs> I'm waiting on your Chronic album. Keep waiting. <laughs> Keep <going. laughs> so all right, so what's going on in 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 music right now? Is there anything like worth worth talking about, doc? there anything um, we need to get into it? can we, we just jump right into collision? We're,
2: we're trying to we're trying to be we're trying to be respectful of these gentlemen' time
1: you know okay so <laughs> let's go ahead and get right into it. School of roses School of roses baby. yes, sir and there you go. School of roses first off, congratulations on the release of the project and congratulations for all of collision's success thus far thank you um. I guess I'll start with Swoop because you were the first one to sign with Collision, right? Indeed, my brother. Okay, so you know what, like, what, what made you want to sign to a deal with a a label that really, in a sense, prior to Wake Up, you know, didn't really have a, really wasn't a household name like it is now. What, what made you go with them? The thing about our CEO Adam. thomason
3: is he knows everybody and he's not like a guy that like oh yeah i know adam like he may like have been blood brothers with barack obama at some point in time. he's that yeah. guy yeah. so i say that to say um i could have continued with no money and no connections on my own because prior to getting signed in collision i had put uh an album and a mixtape out that were i guess regionally successful so I could have continued with no money and no connections, or I could have signed with collision with no money and all the connections in the world so it was just a, it was a no brainer to me so I mean gotcha. signing with collision immediately opened the door to a lot of the bigger name rappers in our genre that call him brother like and it's not like a, a gimmick like they came up with this dude I've lived in community with him um so that was one of the initial things I think the nail in the coffin for signing with collision was we were talking um contract stuff, and, oh, you're in for this many records, this many options, blah, 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 blah. And he stopped me and was like, man, all that stuff I really don't care about. Like, at at the end of the day, what I care about for you as an artist is how you're treating your wife, are you loving on your kids, are you committed to your local body, and things like that. So that spoke volumes to me, because everybody else just kind of wanted me to rap on their records, you know. Um, So those two things were like the, I'm definitely going to sign with this label
1: yeah, and that's funny, can can we talk about the, because um, you said a lot of people refer to him as Big Homie, and that's not like South by Southwest posts on Instagram, Big Homie. That's yeah. like legit relationship. And then on the contrast to that, the artists or the rappers, the the, the rappery that exists in in quote-unquote Christian hip-hop, you actually addressed it on the record you put out today. Can you talk about that? Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. Yeah. Um... I'm, we started we start early. Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> So uh, what, what, what points do you want me to address on Let Me Be
4: Great? <laughs> I so mean, we're a few there. We,
1: we can I mean, we can really just start with the rappery that exists. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, the idea and even, you know, Chris addressed it on Wanna, um, you know, just the rappers wanting to be rappers and and and, you know, how that comes off and how to deal with that. You know, and even the expectations of and even the expectations of the, the fans, 'cause I want to get into that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um,
3: I don't want to sound snobbish, so I just kinda say I'll I'll give the harmonizer answer and say it comes with the territory. <laughs> uh, like everybody wanted to be like Mike and as positive as a slogan as that is, um, there's some hater, you know, behind that as well. Like, dang man, I want to be Mike too. But I you know, um, so a part of Let Me Be Great was Uh, Me getting the juices flowing for the album. But a part of it was just, you know, righteous frustration. Like, Dag man, can I live? Like, I told you, 96, that I came and take this, you know, and I did, you know. Um, So just, unfortunately, it was, that's not done too much in our genre. So there was a little bit of backlash. But I'm like, man, with School of Roses, to tie it all into this conversation, Chris, his thing with School of Roses was I wanted people to feel like they were human, When they met this when they heard this album. Um and that's what Let Me Be Great was. Like I'm I'm human, like I'm not Jesus Christ. Um, I'm a follower of Jesus Christ, but I have human emotions, and one of those is frustration. Um, with the quote unquote, as you said, rappery that goes on, you know, in our in our genre. So that's where some of that came from.
4: It's a dope track though, brother.
3: They
1: gone. What uh? What kind of backlash did you get?
3: Uh, just some. Uh, we don't expect that from you.
1: Um, you gotta stay off. Home.
3: I don't. I wasn't even on uh, sites. I I learned after. Uh, what was that? After. Um, at last, to stay off of sites because Alex was really honest on that last, and Cass came for his neck um so i like, man, i'm I'm done with sites i was on my own instagram you know just kind of like oh man let's see what the response is man there's a couple cats on there like we don't expect that from you you don't need to do that your talents speak enough for themselves and blah 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 blah. it's like doggone and and the title is the is the response like dag let me be great
1: (laughs) yeah doc i should have sent it to you because he rhymes over numbers on the boards Mm hmm It's a good choice for
2: an instrumental. I'm sorry I didn't listen to that. I didn't didn't do my homework, apparently. That's my bad.
3: Uh, It's all good, brother. You're
2: not missing nothing. (laughs) Try and be humble. He's like, it's only called Let Me Be Great, but you know. (laughs) That's
1: great. So then it comes to because I remember WIT having a conversation with you when the idea, like, what do you do with Collision, first off? Like, who, and what, what do you do? Everything. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, um, I kind of work three different jobs at Collision. So I'm A&R, so I oversee all the music, um, whether creating or not. I'm kind of just the last person that goes through um, and giving direction to the artist and just being that, that buffer for them. Um, to to vent or just to get help them you know get creative juices flowing and, and stuff like that just giving direction kind of being an outside perspective while being you know inside of the process um, also I do production um, and I engineer and mix all the stuff as well so um, you know it's kind of like a one stop shop usually what happens is the artists fly out here to my crib and um, they just you know we just stay here they just stay here for an extended period of time. Usually make a few trips. Um, we kick it, you know, build chemistry and stuff like that, and then, um, you know, start creating, start working on music, whether it's production, writing, or whatever. And um, we record it right here. So we've done um, Gold Rush, At Last, and now School of Roses have all been done right here, um, created here, recorded here, produced here, and mixed here. So that's kind of what I do.
1: And if it if it ain't broke, don't fix it, right? Like y'all not gonna you know, getting like the main, y'all not going to the hit factory, you know, like that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: nah, man, this is, this. it's a very intimate, personal um type thing that we got going here. Plus, I'm surrounded with so much talent locally. You know, I got Wes, it's like 30 minutes away. Uh, I got Mario, Tragic Hero, who's about 30 minutes <laughs> away as well. So, you know, you have great writers, great producers, um, great artists just around the area as well. Um, and, it just it just lends itself to being a really good creative environment, uh, and it's worked so far, in my opinion.
1: And then you, we'll go ahead and throw the alley to to West. So West, you were you are not signed to Collision, right?
4: No. Nah. No, nah, okay. I'm just I'm 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 like I'm like the cousin, you know what I'm saying? That comes over to the barbecue and just eats up all the ribs. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> No, what happens, with Wes,
0: is we're usually three or four days in the process. We hit a lull, and then I call Wes. Well, I call Wes, tell him to come by, and he just plugs his laptop in, and fifteen minutes later, we have a whole song done. So that's usually how it works. You know, when we get, I mean, I'm not even exaggerating. That's At literally, all. that's literally what happens every single time. So we hit a lull. Wes comes through, gives us life again, hits a home run, and gets us back on the road.
1: Make them Swiss beats, fifteen minute. Boy, joints. That's what you doing? Nah, nah, nah,
0: nah. <sighs> no, no, no. He comes in with heat. If he doesn't make it here, you know he'll come in with something and just play it for us and blow us all away. He did that with um. Well, actually, he made Lady Grey right here. Actually.
4: Oh yeah, yeah, we, I think did. yeah, yeah we, lit, we did. Yeah, we did. We did. Um. Yeah, that we. I think we actually did. We did Lady Grey. Um. After we had that's the part um on the behind the scenes when uh when Chris was talking about we went to get Chinese food. And we came back on the video. It seems like I made convenient, but in actuality, we actually made Lady Gray when we came back that day. We got to tell the story of
0: Lady Gray, too the whole process with the, with the sample and everything, and how Swoop got involved. But maybe
4: we could talk about that later. <laughs> no, let's talk about it now. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I mean, that's, that's up to Armand and Doc. You know what I'm saying? I ain't trying to take over the show. No, let's no, go, let's out. go. Rock out.
0: So Wes Wes had made Lady Grey, and it was a song, it was a track that we all loved already. Chris loved it immediately. um, But it had a sample in it that we weren't able to, we didn't have enough time to get it cleared uh, at that point. And so we didn't know what we were going to do with with, with it. Um, I ended up having a little extra time, um, more than I anticipated, and it wasn't going to make the album originally. uh, But since we had extra time, we were able to add two more cuts in that last week. And Lady Grey was one of them, but we still had the sample issue. So then um I we send it over to Swoop and um this boy this dude swoop so he goes and finds the original sample and um most people know he plays keys and he's an amazing musician so he finds the original sample and recreates the original singing and everything uh and he changes the words you know they all all the words rhyme but it's like a totally different meaning and a totally different song and then he samples it and chops it the same way that Wes had chopped it. So what you're hearing during Lady Grey is Swoop doing background vocals, and that sample is
1: all Swoop. So is that so? Is that is that Amen in the background is being said on the that Swoop? <laughs> <laughs>
3: Everything you hear you on mean. that track, but drums is me.
2: So th- this is why I chime up and I say we need to we need to hire Swoop for um for anything related to Kairos Two.
1: Yes.
3: <laughs> Please. It was funny, man. I think if, if you guys could ever hear the original, like, not pitched down, because it's pitched like seven <laughs> keys down, it is hilarious. man.
0: <laughs>
3: she was saying, like, through the years I see a lifeline, I said something like, ooh, my tears, I see a right <laughs> time, or something like that. <laughs> that way, if she ever heard his interview, I wrote that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but the funny thing about it is it actually sounds better than the original sample. Now, it has yeah. its own it has its own feel and it gave it a, it just gave it a different sound than the original sample cuz I mean it's really hard to recreate a sample completely without changing it and making it your own. And yeah. thankfully for for Lady Grey it ended up becoming <clears throat> um better.
4: Yeah, I I really I really don't think that people uh, really know how talented Swoop is at all? Like, I don't. I don't think they know at all <laughs> how talented. He is. I, I. I think. I think on the surface, people. There's a, you know, people are like, yeah, man, Swoop is just really, really talented. But the extent to where that talent goes, it's it's pretty endless. Like, you know, like Lady Grey is a perfect example. You know, so I I play keys, but like if I say I play keys before. Like in swoop's presence is basically like I shouldn't say I play key you know what I'm saying? <laughs> because he's that good, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, like when when we started the recreation process, I played like these real dry, you know, basic chords because I was just trying to to mimic, and then Swoop just came behind it and just gave it, you know, all kinds of life. So you know what I mean? And uh yeah, that's just like a tip of the iceberg of what this what this guy does, like on a regular basis, man. Un-
0: until you're in the studio with Swoop, you don't understand how talented. No
4: idea,
3: no man. Idea. I'm I'm on the team. I think everybody on Collision, like you heard, Wit is a Jamaican on Collision and does eight things. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just on the team. I think the thing about Collision, and I don't want to get you know too deep, um, but it's very clear that the Lord has orchestrated it because everybody's in their right place. Come you know on. What I'm <laughs> Come on church. <laughs> um so yeah, I'm, I'm just on the team, man.
2: But, Whatever man.
3: Y'all can have your interview back now.
2: <laughs> let, let let him be great. Let him be great. Um
1: I thought you were going into some documentary. No, okay, I mean, so. no,
2: it was that well we gonna so I mean you
1: were sort of running through the history of collision. You wanna keep doing that or you want to talk about the album? I I just wanted to give everybody a little bit of background and then we can get into the album and as there's certain tracks on the album that kind of spark other conversations and questions that i want to have so i just want to give people who weren't familiar with uh west Witt and swoop kind of sort of a background a, a foundation and now we can go into since we've already got a lady Grey story like right. you know now let's get into the, the 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 meat of the album so all right so, so i got i got
2: a question i got a question for wit um so the sequencing seems, uh, first of all, I, want, I, I guess I'll give you credit. I mean, whoever did it, whoever you know, finalized the sequencing, I want to give credit to because the, the pace of the album, the flow of the album is great. Um, but you, you said that there were two tracks that um, sort of got added at the last minute. One of them is Lady Grey. Uh, I guess the first part of the question is, what's the other one? And then the second part is, how did that impact sort of the, the feel of the album, like the, the overall flow?
0: Um, the other song was "Ghost." That was It was a song we kind of had in the pocket. Um, we didn't really know where to go with it. Um, and it definitely impacted the album, especially Ghost. Um, deciding to add that to the album, we came up with this thing where we, we had three ballads. And sometimes three ballads can be a bad thing, but we wanted to make that a strength of the album versus uh, a negative thing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So what we did was um, we broke it up into three different chapters and used the ballads as the chapter starters. So... You know um s roses one o one is after all uh roses one o two's burning house, and then we didn't have a third one, so we didn't there was no chapter idea until uh we had three, so we felt like that would that would break it up I think swoop came up with that idea it was either swoop or Adam um that came up with that idea uh, to call it that and um so yeah, so when we added ghosts, it just made sense let's let's break it out into three chapters and um spread them out evenly and that's. That's how it really changed the album. I think uh, it, it dramatically changed. Two songs can dramatically change how an album flows. So uh, I, think it, I think it did it for the better.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, so I guess just like the sort of sequencing. I mean, what, d- did you approach it in terms of like this just feels good next to one another? Or did you really sort of like, were you really purposeful? Was like, okay, we know we want to start off with Last Time and then Wanna. And we know we want to end with, I- I'm guessing you knew you want to end with Arena. But Can you talk about that process a little bit? Yeah, well, I was kind of here. I mean, one of the benefits of doing the whole album
0: here, I'm here through the whole process. I'm seeing everything, and I'm seeing how Chris is writing the songs and the story that he's trying to tell. Um, So in the back of my mind, subconsciously, I already hear a story in the album. I just didn't know what songs told that story the best. So we had a few different sequences we went through, um, but this one, in my mind, the one I came up with then, Uh, flowed and I felt like it told the whole story and musically it went up and down enough to where it would keep people's interest. So, um, I think that's the biggest advantage because I knew Chris was trying to tell a story. I was here while he's writing the story. Um, so I just presented it to Chris and uh, I actually took an Instagram photo of when he was listening to it with the track listening and the final track listening. And it was just like, yes, this is the story I was trying to tell. And, um, so that's, that was it. I just came, I, I sketched, I was sitting in the coffee shop, um, cause you could rack your brain doing track listings, man. You could sit there and-, and <laughs> Our mom's doing this. Yes. It's like, yeah. And, that, and that's what we were doing. But I was like, let me just stop thinking and, and just write down what flows the best. And, and my wife actually helped me a little bit with that as well. So she, she was here through the process. She's like, you know, a side A&R to what I do. And, um, she, she helps with that, uh, exact track listing. So I just presented it to Chris- and then I presented to swoop, and everybody was in agreement.
1: I think that really expresses how necessary an A and R is still in 2014. You're buddy, you better believe it. You know, in a in a in a in a in a, in a game that's like wants you to do everything to be everything all in one, you know, like you know, Wes and uh, and Swoop just kind of talk about how important is wit. To the to the entire Collision Brown as brand as far as sonically and you know little things like that like sequencing and track listings and and all that mm-hmm. stuff. But he doesn't do anything that small. Um, I think
3: even the as you said little things. Um, oh wait, like, every Anybody that does everything is doing something wrong. because um, things are just set up to where you need a team. You need a team to do things well. Um, like, we're not created to do everything great, um, so I'm not trying to knock, like, the indie artists that are doing it on there, because there's some cats that don't have a team, like, they're doing it all themselves, they don't have access to a team, um, but I think wit is vital, uh, without wit, collision crumbles, I know that's a strong statement, but I stand behind that, like, I mean, listen, he said, I produced the albums, I mix the albums, I, I master the albums, I brand the albums, I, that's like, Everything that goes into the album, except writing it and and actually singing and rapping it. Um, so yeah, he's he's <laughs> Elvin is Galicia <Collision> Records. <laughs> <laughs> um,
2: yeah,
4: yeah. Even even down to like having having all the right people around. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I don't think I've ever been. I don't think I've ever worked on anything musically where there can be five people in the same room and everybody is like on the same page. You know what I'm saying that i've I've never that's never ever happened in my life until I started working with wit and swoop and Chris and you know i'm I'm just glad that I can be a you know can be a part of it you know what I'm saying, just like you know how people say you know you want to be on the right side of history, you know what I'm saying like I feel like being connected with these brothers, especially wit I mean that's like one of my best friends is like my brother, you know what I'm saying and uh like i'm I'm one of the ones that that gets to see a lot of the stuff that even swoop or Chris doesn't get to see because you know they they have to go back home, and so you know like later in the game when he's like tweaking small things or you know when he's taking stuff over uh you know the p to get mastered with let me sit in on that session this year, and um <clears throat> just to see that all that that brother has to go through to get these records done, um you know we're not even gonna talk about you know the hard drives crashing and was <laughs> the sessions and all that stuff. I mean, you know, that brother has been through a lot, you know, for for this uh, you know, for this label. And um, you know, you see I was just real proud of him especially with this project. I'm sorry. I'm I'm ramming right now, but Nah, go ahead. I was I was real proud of him especially with this project cuz this is almost like the icing on the cake, you know what I'm saying? Especially with with everything that happened to him um with Gold Rush and at last and, you know, because there's a lot of stuff that nobody like knows about, you know, what I'm saying, uh, you know, Swoop knows about it. But there's a lot of stuff that happened, you know, that nobody knows about that was that could have literally like killed this dude. And I'm not over exaggerating. Like this brother was like he was gone, you know, what I'm saying. Um, <laughs> but just to see like, you know, just to see him be able to pull himself up, you know, by his own bootstraps and keep it moving. You know, what I'm saying um, and, you know, get to this point where, you know. Uh, we all were able to contribute on on an on an awesome album, you know what I'm saying you know I feel like that this this project really really is like a testament to you know what what wit is to collision
2: <laughs> um so let me let me ask i don't know this can be just to everybody, but um so i there was a little little th- a little write up about about the album in Billboard, and I got a quote from billboard i wanna read, i wanna hear people's uh, reaction. Uh, the quote is: "Gray took a more secular approach to his collision records debut, focusing on love relationships and real life situations, as opposed to strict praise and worship related matters." So when when you when you hear something like that in I mean Billboard, that's about as mainstream. Well, it's pretty mainstream anyway. I mean, I'm gonna guess that it was a that the decision for the album to 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 be written the way that it was that was a conscious decision. I'm gonna go ahead and assume that, but please correct me if I'm wrong. But how does it, like, what reaction do you hear when, when you when you notice uh, a mainstream, a, a big name like Billboard just focusing on that? Does that still matter? Or, you know, do you want them to be focusing on that? How do you how do all feel about that?
4: I mean, to me, I, I don't really care. All right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, you know, if, if that's how they feel, then that's how they feel. You know, Chris had his intention when he was writing it. right? And that's really the only intention that really matters. So, you know... What they're saying could be right, you know what I'm saying, but you have to ask Chris that you know what I'm saying to get the you know to get real skinny, but right, you know, the last time I checked, you know, worship isn't just about a style or a particular thing that you do, you know it's about our 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 whole being as a whole and how we present ourselves to the Lord, and there's times where we don't present ourselves to the Lord the way we should, you know what I'm saying, and I think Chris did a really good job of highlighting that and showing. The other side of, you know, what I'm saying I, I keep telling people because uh, I keep seeing these, you know, I am i don't want to call them trolls, but that's that's kind of what they are on the Internet. You know, it's just like, oh, I don't think it was enough Jesus in it and and this and this and that. And to me, like School of Roses is like killing sin more poetically done. I mean, just, in my in my opinion, you know, it's like I'm totally depraved. But God, that's School of Roses. In a nutshell to me.
3: Yeah, I think to piggyback off of that, that, his last point, and then I'll give my reaction to the quote. Um, one of the conversations we had in the studio um, was Chris did a lot of studying of Ecclesiastes, um, which is obvious with songs like Wind Chaser, um, Lamentations, and the Book of Esther. And the Book of Esther st- stuck out because um, the Lord's name is not ever mentioned in the Book of Esther but it's it's in the canon of scripture um so to the jesus per minutes guys it's like well what do you do with the book yesterday um my reaction to the quote is i love it because even uh a big magazine like billboard recognizes that there's something different about this album Like throw secular throw christian to the side all that that sentence says oh this is different it's different and it's good um I think that speaks volumes to Chris. I think it speaks volumes to what Collision is trying to do and trying to carve out our own lane, you know, and, and all that, that even um, a, a magazine as huge as Billboard, I think we all knew it. Like, man, I think we're kind of sitting on something special here, but for the world to recognize, like, I oh, man, it's, there's something, something else, there's something else to this album. You know, I may not be able to put my finger on it and say what it is, but. Like, man, and he's a Christian? Yeah, this is really different. I think that's what that sentence says to me.
4: What?
0: Yeah, I mean, they basically said it. Uh, Chris would be the person that, that could answer that the best, but um, those guys said it, man. He he was honestly going through all the things that he's talking about on his album. Um, and it wasn't an intentional thing to leave. You know, so, you know, Jesus name out of the album wasn't like we sat down and tried to leave Jesus name out of the album. um, But this is what he was going through. And this is what he wanted to talk about. And what, you know, God had him go through in the last year or two years or whatever. Um, So it really that stuff really doesn't uh, impact us. And we we know it's going to if you're in the scriptures and if you're living um, this life, uh, God is going to come through in your lyrics some way or in some way, shape or form. Um, and and we don't, you know, we're not super intentional about that. It just it, it just should happen. If it's not, you're not living the right way. So, um, so yeah, that's that's kind of how we approach it. We didn't even really think about it or notice it until
1: uh, the end of the album. Now, do the the fans kind of? I want to say this in a nice way because I don't want to come off like stabbing Uh-oh. people, Uh-oh. but like. Do you think that the, God, I'm trying to say this in the right way, how fans can be very much, um, you have to be responsible for how they interpret things. Like, is that
0: what? You can't fight that battle, man. I mean, there's a, to a degree you can, but that's, that's really uh, tricky territory because somebody's always going to be offended. Somebody's always going to get upset. Um, And you can't live by that judgment. You have to go, you have to keep accountability in your own circle. And if you go too far, somebody needs to check you in your own circle. You shouldn't be debate. You shouldn't be depending on the fans to do that for you. So um, I don't know if that
3: answered your question, but let me be great, please.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that's that's where I got it from. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Definitely swoops record that talked about fan expectation.
3: Yeah, man, people, I mean, people change. And aside from that, uh, artists is not in the list. When when, when Paul is listening about the spirit, given, I'm sorry to be the Bible guy, I'm just, I'm that guy. So you're gonna have to get used to it. Um, he gives some to be apostles, some to be preachers, some to be teachers. Artists is nowhere in there. You know what I'm saying? Um, so you can't hold me to the standard that you're holding your pastor or to, to your whatever, blah, 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 blah. Like I'm here to make art. And that art will spur opinions, um, but that art should not dictate your faith. I think it should spur on your faith, um, but it should not dictate it. So the standard that a lot of people are holding Chris specifically to um, is unfair because that's not his place. His place is an artist.
4: Plus, plus, I also think is I mean, it's it's extremely unfair. Like if the man is going through these things in life. Like I I, kinda, I I said this on Twitter like a couple weeks ago like what are you mad because he went through this stuff in his life like, he can't help that you know what I'm saying like if if you're going through things like life happens you know what I'm saying and it's not always going to be peaches and cream you know what I'm saying there, there's there's going to be a couple of rough patches that you're just going to have to go through and usually as an artist where you are while you're writing usually comes out you know what I'm saying so. I mean, y'all know that rapidy rappers, as uh, Armand likes to say. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's true. Um. Okay,
1: so let's switch gears and let's actually talk about the music side, because I know I think that's 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 one thing that I wanted the four of y'all to come together and talk about, like collision sound as a whole, and then including on School of Roses, but ever since Wake Up and even. Prior to what swoop did on on the high societies project is very much hippity hop right <laughs> so darn skimpy <laughs> yeah so you know the 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 turn of that, and of course not just Christian hip hop but a lot of hip hop right now is you know turn up so yeah. is was that is that is that an intentional thing where you know we we want to go right when everybody else is going left, or is it something where it's like you know, we just want to do what we want to do. And whoever, whoever likes it, likes it.
4: That's pretty much it. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, we, we, I'm going to speak for all of us. We're doing what comes naturally to us. I'm saying we, we that's, that's what we do. That's just the sound that we do. And
0: there's, there's, you said, um, but there's a degree where you, where you want to give people what they want. Um, you know, we don't want to totally just neglect the audience. And if they want a certain something, maybe we'll throw a certain hint of that without losing what's authentically us. Um, And we can't make great music if it's not authentically within us because then we're just going to be reaching and grabbing for straws. And um, that's not a good place to be when you're creating an album. That's how you have stand-up. That's how you have songs that stick out like a sore thumb. Um, And the best way we're able to control what we make is by making what we like because that's the only gauge you have. At the end of the day, uh, the only gauge that, you know, something's dope is if you know, if you like that type of music. And that's that's what we do. And hopefully people catch on to that. Um, and if they don't, then uh, we'll be working at UPS soon. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and I, I'm not mad at Turn Up. Um, I love it. Um, I, I don't think that encompasses the totality of swoop. Um, it's a part of it. The same way "Hello Goodbye," a whole a, a Beatles sounding song, isn't wasn't the totality of Chris. Right. Um, it was like, oh yeah, I can do this too, and it's still me. Now, if I made a whole record that sounded like Future, then it's like, hmm, come on, son. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but being from the Midwest and influenced by Kanye and Lupe and Common and Dilla and Pete Rock and all all those cats, like that's what comes um, the most natural. But I and say that I'm not influenced by you know uh, a Mike Will Made it or or anybody like that. I'd be lying. Um, it's just not the totality of, of who I am. Yeah,
0: we like turn up stuff too. We're not against that stuff. We just it's not in, like we're just doing what we like to do. You know? Yep, yep.
3: Like you mentioned, wake up and the biggest song on wake up was off which you know turn, up. turn up all day. Um, but then the rest of the album was you know Midwest backpack.
1: You know, there's balance, man. Yeah, but y'all use break beats though. <laughs> Everybody uses break beats. It's <laughs> like break, a card though. it's like a cardinal sin, yo. Like, no 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 no. Not chopping up the break beats. <laughs> we you take a record like nostalgia's, uh which is yeah. just a straight drum loop. <laughs> Dang skip me. <laughs> yeah.
4: Listen, this ball swoop. I remember the first time I heard that beat when I came through. I was like, my lord. <laughs> That beat, that
2: beat is that beat is super
1: 1997. Right, man. Okay. Come on now. Yeah, a couple of records on this album reek of RZA and Fourth Disciple and Mathematics. But I'm saying like, cash- Catch not they're not
3: studying because like other other than Jesus, like Kanye was sitting up under RZA, like yep. Twisted Fantasy, like that was Pete Rock and RZA, mm. so like. Them dudes ain't ain't dead and gone. They're just influencing the influencers. So it's like,
0: man. Man, Purple Tape is one of my top five hip-hop albums, period. Of
2: all time. There you go, Dak. It's the best. I mean, it's the best. Like, and I, I'm, really good. I, I'm not even going to, like, I, I won't even entertain any arguments. Um, But, you know, <laughs> I'm there with you. But then you got records on here that I feel a little, um, I'll call them Timberlake-ish, right? Like, mm-hmm. like the drum Timberlake. pad and i Wanna. Um Super Dave, obviously. I mean, yeah. So the the you know the, I guess so. Aside from those two, like we, we got you know there's a there's definitely a contrast in the sounds. But I'm guessing somebody was listening to to Timberland when they were, or maybe maybe even just Timberlake when they were making this. But any any other sort of influences specifically when you were making this, or was it just like just doing well, what you
0: wa- do? Wanna it just kind of it wasn't even an intentional thing. Um the nah, it's the not story- like a rip
2: off. I'm saying, but you yeah, know.
0: yeah, I know what you mean. I know what you mean, but um. We kind of, Chris has a very broad uh, range of influences, like extremely broad. Like we have to reel him in um, because <laughs> he will be all over the place. And he will tell you this himself. Um, you know, he, he's one of the few people that could pull off almost every genre of music and make it sound good. So mm-hmm. uh, with School of Roses, we wanted to be able to touch on everything and, and do it well, and just do everything really well, and kind of tie it in, and give it one sound, so, there was the Beatles, there was, you know, there's Timberlake, there's, um, help me out, there's, there's Michael Elton Jackson, John. Michael Thanks. Jackson, Elton John, Billy Joel, people like that, um, Winans. The Winans, yep, absolutely, man, like, uh, Coldplay on Arena, so we got, you know, we got all types of sounds, and I'm leaving off, leaving off a bunch of songs, but, mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I mean, there is a ton of
3: influence.
1: Ton of them. I Maybe mean, even the um. Uh, JB, who, who, you know, what, what is JB's role on Wanda? Can, can we call him? Was it? Is it co-producer? Is it like?
0: Here's here's a story with
1: Wanda. Right, this is. One I, of, I want you to tell the story. I know the story. I want you to tell it.
0: Well, this is one of my favorite stories on the album. So, so we. Were, this is the second trip I think that they were here. Um, B and Chris were here. And, um, so whatever, he emails me this demo that he's got and I wake up the next morning and I see it in my email and he's in the next room over, obviously. Uh, we go, we have breakfast and I listened to the, to the demo and it was cool. I liked it. I was like, all right. And it, the intention of that demo was, uh, we're just going to recreate it, take this idea and recreate it and make it into something new. Uh, while they were still eating breakfast, I came downstairs and I had an idea to actually chop up the demo, um, the iPhone demo that he recorded, um, in his church uh, in his church auditorium or whatever, so JB was on I think on keys or drums or something like that, and Chris was singing, and uh, he sent me the iPhone memo and I actually brought it into Logic, and chopped it up like a sample. Um, the funny thing about it is I heard the I heard the time signature wrong uh, in my head, so what was really the one in my head was the two, uh, so I'm I'm chopping it up and I'm playing it out with with new drums and Chris is like you got it backwards. And I was like, really?
1: No, you got it backwards.
0: <laughs> down the step, she's like, you got it backwards. She said, flip it. And I flipped it, and I didn't like it the other way. So I was like, well, I'm going to just keep working with it this way. And so, <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah. So then I just kept working on it, and I came up with that drum pattern to the sample. And then uh, he fell in love with it after after about 30 minutes. Because you know how you have to train your ears to hear it the other way. Yeah. Uh, so, so after hearing it the other way, he loved it, and um, we just started producing the track, laid keys to it, um, gave it a little bit of an arrangement, and then we had the beat. JB heard it, and JB heard it because he was a part of the demo. Uh, we sent it to him, and he was blown away by it. So then the next time, I mean, I guess a few days later or whatever, um, Chris laid down some of the vocals, and, and swoop came in and added some pads and synths and stuff, and that was the story.
4: I think I think Swoop added pads and scents on every song. (laughs) And some strings. Like Swoop is on every song literally. Who added
1: Cowbell to School of Roses? Who's responsible for the cowbell? (laughs) Swoop. Your boy.
0: He brings the final polish to every song. Yes, he like, does. This just this, this needs a little something. Swoop get in, get on the keyboard, and <laughs> yes, <laughs> master. yes, master.
3: Yes, <laughs> master.
0: Swoop will be on the phone with his wife, like Swoop, put down the phone and get over here. <laughs> <laughs>
3: babe, babe, I gotta go. I gotta go.
0: <laughs> and he does it well every time. Swoop, I don't think I've ever seen Swoop do more than two takes uh, on keys.
3: Hope. I just man, just try to come in and add don't what I can, brother. No, stop being humble. I'm letting
0: Let you be,
1: be great. great. I'm letting you be great. <laughs> yo, Wes, can we talk about convenient? Sure. Yes. Can we please talk about convenient and these uh God, those drums, yo? Talk talk to me about convenient. Like just where did that where did that come from? Uh so I guess. <laughs>
3: <laughs> that, that came from the bedroom
4: is where it came from
0: <laughs> I know it's being played at some honeymoons right now
4: nah but uh yeah like um I guess I made that track about about like a month before uh, Chris started working on his album and I have this I don't want to say it's a habit but I I have this habit of uh like creating stuff and then just singing ditties on it. And I'll just send it to Wit and be like, what do you think about this? And so Wit was like, oh, you have to hold that. And I was like, yeah, but no, you got to hold that. So I was like, okay. So the first day that, uh, well, not the first day that Chris is here, but the first day I came through Mm -hmm. that Chris was there, I showed them that track. That was the first track I showed him. And uh, Chris was like, yeah, I'm going to have to hold that. So, oh, <laughs> so the drums sounded good, but wit, like I'm just, I'm trying to tell you, man, wit takes takes my stuff, and it just, it just, he just makes it sound even better. Um, but yeah, like a lot of the any anytime you hear me write something, trust me, it came from one point in period of time in my life, you know, and convenient definitely wasn't. It's not from my marriage days. It's from from my loner days, you know, back in college and all that good stuff. I had to, I had to dig down deep for that one, you know what I'm saying? But uh, because my wife never leaves me hanging on. I love you, baby. I hear ring that, bring it in, reel it in, you know what oh, hey, ring ring in, yo. yeah, I mean, cause now go uh, ahead. And I didn't even, well, it it was literally just a reference. And uh, Chris and 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 uh, and Whit convinced me to to leave it there, and I was like, "What well, do Chris can sing it? Nope." And they were like, "Nope, you gotta sing it." So that's how I ended up just staying on the hook.
0: We kept that joint the exact same way as his demo was. We didn't even have him retrack it or anything. Mm. And then Swoop came in and uh, he added the sub bass and, and the synth lead that goes into the yes. ending part of the song.
4: And, see, you know. see, it was cool. And then Swoop came in there and then made it so that you can then take it on the cruise with you. You know what I'm <laughs> there you saying? Go. That, that's, that's what that was. Damn, I, heard that, and I was like, hot you know I'm, I'm just gonna send all my beats to Swoop. Yeah, um, do that, man.
1: I'm just, just give me a duffel bag. I'll drive up to Akron. Akron's like two and a half hours away, and I'll just, I'll just do the rapper thing, duffel bag to him in slow motion, and we'll <laughs> dab each other. Up. I'll drive back down to Columbus, and that'll be it. Well, make sure you get him by the by the uh, the 31st, because Swoop, you you'll be in Columbus, right?
3: Yeah, man. Um, the whole We Live Is King's crew is uh, closing out the Southern Lights Tour in Columbus so it's going
1: to be dope or shout out to Yavis for uh, putting that together um, yeah man Yavis owe me five bucks no <laughs> shout out to him <laughs> yo Wes to go back to you and convenient because normally you're, you're a boom bap guy just pub- by definition pub- publicly publicly yeah, I, I'm I'm getting there. I, I know exactly where you're going, cause like, you know, between this, uh, what you did on Alex Faith's album in the morning, and then even your 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 42 North, that's the that's your production team, right?
4: Yeah, when I do produce with them, yeah. Okay, so,
1: you know, like, I guess where are you going? I guess that that that's that's the real question. Where are you are you gonna stay? Boom boom bapity. Are you gonna go? What What are you? Okay. What are you privately? Pause just in case. But what are you privately? <laughs> <laughs> that was a good save, brother. That's a good. Save.
4: <laughs> uh Nah, but uh, on the real, I mean, I I love everything. You know what I'm saying. Um, I'm definitely definitely more of a melody guy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, when I say I love everything, I mean music. Thanks. <laughs> I appreciate <it>. we're laughing <laughs> i picked it up on that right away. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but uh yeah, musically I, I mean I, I, I love everything, but uh definitely you know, things with musicality um is definitely where that's that's what I listen to more. Um I don't listen to hip hop as much these days, really almost at all. Um but anything that's like smooth or R and B, you know, that's that's what I do. So I I, I dropped Refine earlier this year. That's that's probably the direction that I'm going pretty much like full time. And people won't like that. But I don't care.
1: <laughs> so what was the response to refine? Like, you know, what I saw was
4: largely, largely positive. Have you, was, you get backlash from not boom bapity? No, nah, no. Nah, I, I mean, I, some people basically said after, you know, they were like, I, I like your boom bap stuff better, Wes. But, you know, a lot of people really the uh, you know, the direction that I went Um, to some people like like with. He's not surprised when I do stuff like that, because I do stuff like that all the time. Um, But, you know, that stuff is a little bit more close to my heart and who I am, you know, more on a day-to-day basis than the boom bap stuff. Man, let me
0: say this. I've known Wes for about, what is it now, eight years or so? Yeah, it's been Um, a minute. That dude, well, every time I get frustrated when I see people put him in the boom bap box um, just because I've known him so long, and I've seen uh, a lot of stuff that he does that nobody else gets to hear. I mean, this guy's got stuff that's ranging from new turn up music. I mean, he's got some dope turn up records that, you know, that might be out that you might not even know he produced, or um, you know, Narles Barkley type stuff. And he's he's one of the most well-rounded guys, um, production-wise and musically that I know. Um, and that's why he's so handy having him around for these projects because it really doesn't matter whether it's Dre. Whether it's Alex, whether it's Chris, um, you know he he's been able to uh, adapt his sound to fit that artist, and I think that's what every great producer should be able to do, um, you know, while maintaining their own sound. Because even though he does totally different styles, you can listen to all those songs that he's produced on each of those albums, and as well as the stuff with Tragic or whatever, and there's still that West Pendleton signature on everything that he's done, um, and I think that's what makes a really great producer, you know, being able to you know, shapeshift for for different projects, but still maintain your own sound. And I think that's what he does really well.
4: I love you, man. I'll pay PayPal the 100 later. okay? <laughs> this is this is a big old love fest. Um,
2: <laughs> Armand, you got anything? Because I got, I got a question. You got anything? No, go ahead. Rock out. Um, I guess I'll, I'll I'll pose this to all three of you. Um, I'm not gonna ask the what's your favorite track. I'm gonna ask the um, what's the record on here that when you were making it. You you wanted to you you couldn't wait to hear what the outside public's reaction would be. I'll, I'll start with Swoop. Burning house. Why is that? Um,
3: there's there's two parts. Um, and the first one is such an emotional story, right? It, and it's so naked. Um, I was very interested um, to hear people's reaction to his transparency, and man, he. <laughs> He's saying it's hard on that on mm. on that mug. When he gets to the the saying goodbye, to, saying goodbye to you part, going into the close of the door repeat like that's So I'm he not a cra- out of the studio. He kicked us out of the studio to record that by himself. Yeah, like he he's saying it's hard out on that mug. So um, like the, the voice crack John Legend does and ordinary people that they left. You know, that's the transparency that's on that's on Burning House. So I was interested to see people's reaction to that. So then you have this special ballad moment that goes into this Glassbury hip-hop thing. I was interested in people's reaction to the mesh of that. Would it be like, man, what the heck were they doing? Or like, man, I'm so glad they did this and blah, 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 blah. Um, so yeah, I was really interested in in people's reaction to the to, to Burning House um, just because the contrasts are so different, but yet they're one in the same joint, you know what I'm saying?
4: Right.
0: Um, I'm gonna have to say, it's really, it's a really hard question for me. Um, but if I had to pick one, I'll, I'll go with hello or goodbye because, um, I don't feel like there's many songs like that, that, that are out, especially in our circle, but in music period, um, it's, it's not easy to pull off a song like that without sounding like you're trying. And I think Chris was able to really tap into that, um, you know, vocally there's, it was a one take vocal all the way through on that song. There's no backups, there's no harmonies or anything. To be able to pull that off, uh, you know, with live musicians and stuff, and 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 just being able to capture that Beatles sound yet still remaining crisp and soulful. Um, mm-hmm. And we also got a twelve piece orchestra uh, on the end of that song. So for people to hear that, you know, something that's not synthetic, something that's not like, um, you know, just as typical. And not not that anything on the album is typical, but this was just so raw to me. Uh, it was just such a very organic song. And um, even though it's not like the most high energy song and it may not be the most talked about song, I feel like that it's impactful to basically any demographic. I could play that song for my parents. You know, uh, you could play it for your grandparents or whatever, and it'll connect with every generation um, and every, every person i have let hear that song. That song has gripped them in some way or shape or form.
4: Yeah, for me, um, my favorite track still, um, even, even during the process is moving on. Um, I don't think that my man B, um, my man B Wright gets enough credit for his contribution on this project, you know, publicly. Um, yeah, I mean, he did so many little things behind the scenes and, you know, his contribution even to that track is like one of my favorite joints, you know, just him doing those little, um those little harmonic ditties that he was doing in the background. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also like, especially that was the one track during the mixing process that really stood out to me from a mixing standpoint. Um, and cause we killed every track, you know what I'm saying? But I think because that track has the least amount of instrumentation, mm. every sound is like so much more distinct in that track. And we just like, he, he killed that thing, man. Um, and, you know, even, from the standpoint of Chris being able to go back and forth from singing to rhyming, um, you know, effortlessly on that track. And, uh, you know, Chris definitely doesn't get enough credit for his rhyme skills. <clears throat> I don't know why. Um, but, he I mean, that dude, you know, you know, most times, you know, when, when dudes are trying to either rap or sing, if they're trying to go from one to the other, it sounds like they're trying from yeah. one to the other. He doesn't sound like he's trying either way. It's just natural to him. I
1: heard he has like twenty or so books of rhymes that didn't make School of Roses.
0: Yeah, he left them he left a couple of them here uh in one of his sessions. Um it's just it's like he's scribbles of a genius, man. Uh just looking through <laughs> and i was like, like, what the heck is this guy it doesn't even make sense?
3: Yeah. He's, you can send them my way, brother.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm auctioning. I'm waiting for, for School of Roses to be out for a year and then I'm gonna auction it on
3: eBay. <laughs>
4: <laughs>
1: Alright So Can I ask a A question From a, a frustrated Collision fan I would, I would like to ask a real Question and get a real answer This is my question
2: Tell him why you mad son
1: Tell why you mad So This is my fourth album So Collision you guys have such quality music consistently, Uh but why don't you guys push your albums longer? I feel like We Live As Kings could have just gotten done like a few months ago. For example, when y'all went to Cincinnati, and y'all were doing Yahweh and they were having y'all come out and do encores. Was that a consistent theme? Like when y'all were on that tour, when y'all do Yahweh, do was that just a part of the show where people really asking y'all to come back out and do that?
3: It became a part of the show, but like the first four or five times, it was like, man, y'all got to do that more again.
1: Okay. So. so why wasn't that record pushed? Why wasn't King and me pushed after the American Idol thing. You know what I'm saying? Why didn't Dre get a second video for Gold Rush? Why didn't Alex get a video? You know what I'm saying? Like, you guys have quality music and it's just y'all. Like, what, what's the intent behind the the, the quick releases?
4: Uh, I'll give the
3: artist uh, perspective. I think our albums tell people that we're a bigger label than we are. Yeah. I think the the quality of our music and the consistency and the quality, as you said, um, give the perception that, you know, we've got millions of dollars, a team, blah, 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 and things like that. Like, oh, no, he was just number one on the R&B charts, and then they was on American Idol, and then this happened, blah, 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 blah. But really, man, it's like... So, us four with one, two. It's eight of us. You know? Um, Nine... Running the label, um, so from from my vantage point, with being an and you know, kind of clearing this up, there's just not enough manpower at the time right now um, to to continue to push the American Idol thing. Which in the in the secular genre, like there's a team of people that would have done that, you know. So you take the ten team of people pushing American Idol, and Scooter Roses gets, you know. On to the wayside, All right. so it's just we're we're still a small label. The Lord is doing some amazing things, um, but we're still we're still a real small label. Man. Yeah,
0: and and Adam already had like this this vision for the label before even we live as kings drop. Uh, everything was planned out about a year and some change um, before. And uh, I think one of the I think one of the strategies personally is uh, we want to give the artists we want to be able to give everybody on the label an identity. Um, at first. You know, we're not going to continue to keep putting out albums at this pace, but we've got four artists and and we need to make sure the world sees them for who they are. Um, And, you know, putting out those albums in in that last year, now people can refer to those albums and know exactly who Alex Faith is, know exactly who Dre Murray is, know exactly who Swoop and We Live as Kings, and now who Kristen Gray is. Um, And, you know, getting those albums out in that amount of time... Will allow them to push. You know, after we get Swoop's album out, it's not going to be. It's not going to be the same amount of turnaround um, after. Because we're 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 a building label. We're still very very young, very very new, um, and you know, after you get that foundation built, this is where you got to grind. This is where you push, you push, you push, and and you do these albums and you you develop that uh, identity for for the label. And I think that's what what our goal has been. Versus just getting quick turn, turn around on a record and milking the record, it's more about building a foundation, and um, I think that's what that's what we've been trying to do. At least that's how I've 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 seen it. It's a lot of work, trust me. I mean, getting getting these albums turned around in the amount of time that we have, and then getting right into the next one, it's not ideal, you know, for us physically and mentally and creatively. But uh, we've all bought in. We've all bought into the coach's game plan, and that's. <laughs> And that's where that's where we are. And we're we're happy about it because I think we're going to be reaping the benefits of that you know, in the next year, two, three years um, and down the line.
4: Kevin have an alley on them.
0: <laughs>
4: <laughs> so
1: then so then that, that's to say that we could see just just theoretically, we could see a Yahweh video in 2015.
0: I don't know about that, but... <laughs> Not
1: that song. <laughs> <laughs> Not that song. <laughs> Cause,
0: I mean, because we're, gro- we're all growing musically f- from, from each album. We're right. we're all so much better at what we do at, than we were a year ago. Uh, gotcha. We developed the chemistry and all that stuff. So, so I mean, we ain't going to shoot no Yahweh video. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: was going to say, I, I, I think what's happening is our mom wants
2: a video. I think that's no, what I mean. But,
1: no, what I'm saying is, you know, like people will put out videos for songs that have been out right. for a long time. Right. So... Yeah. It's, I
0: mean, yeah, it could technically happen. You know, you can still see another video for Gold Rush or At Last and stuff like that. Um, <clears throat> but <laughs> there's not gonna be a Yahweh video.
1: So then Wes, like you know, you you kind of you're kind of in the same style because you know you you put out beat tapes every few months, right? You know, you kind of re up. Like talk 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 about your whole vision with that, and then. Correlated with with pads and laces,
4: well, it's really like I think that like the beat tape the beat tape game is not like the same as like an actual artist thing, you know what I'm saying like producers have the priv- you know they have the ability to just be able to put out anything whenever they want you know what I'm saying there's not really like a strategy to it or anything like that you know they're able to just literally just put out good music so if you follow like a lot of the really great up and coming producers, I mean these guys are putting out like you know 3 and 4 beats a week on SoundCloud, you know what I'm saying? Just just on the strength that they're just trying to show off, you know, showcase their music and these guys are traveling and you know what I'm saying? And you know, they're they're able to um you know to to do their stuff live and everything like that. And that's kind of the direction that I'm I'm moving towards. Um <clears throat> you know, I got some things happening, you know, behind the scenes that you know, can't really divulge just yet. Um, but, uh, you know, some, some good things happening personally for myself, you know, finally, um, you know, if I could be honest, you know, if it wasn't for Wit, like a couple months ago, I was about to hang him up, you know what I'm saying? Um, but, you know, not, not necessarily like hanging him up, but just like, you know, just moving on, you know what I'm saying? And, he really, like, talked me out. Him and uh, Tragic talked me out of it, and then it's just, like, a couple weeks later, everything kind of, like, started happening real, real good. And it was, like, a snowball effect, and it was just, like, if I would have hung it up, that would have been, like, the stupidest decision ever. You know what I'm saying? So, um, I'm definitely one of them dudes, like, if you if you put in the work, man, and you just keep your head down, you trust the Lord, man, it, it's definitely going to work out. But you really got to put the work in, you know what I'm saying? Um. And Pads and Laces really just the, I'm not trying to be talking forever, but Pads and Laces really, it's just really an extension of, you know, who I am, what I love, you know, you know, like both sides, you know, one side, you know, equal sides of myself, you know, one side I love music, on the other side I love shoes, you know what I'm saying? And that Mm. kind of makes up my day 90% (laughs) of the time, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? So, you know, if I'm not talking about music, I'm usually talking about shoes. Like this morning, the first thing I said when I woke up was like, These Kobe Nines got gum soles on them. I'm getting them. You know what <laughs> I'm saying? And uh, you know, I mean I just love, you know, I just love shoes. I don't need to explain about aesthetics and all that stuff. Mandy. I just love shoes. If you have a problem with that, I don't care. You know what I mean? <laughs> so then what,
1: what was your what was your latest cop? On
4: sneakers, um, dang. What was my, la- my latest joints? Uh, it was them Doc
3: Martin I joints, right?
4: Yeah, all right. <laughs> <laughs> no, sorry. Uh, uh, you know what? Those are back, man. Like, <laughs> it's scary. That's that's a really good question, Armand. That's that's a real good question. You gotta tuck your, got you suck your uh, jeans into it. <laughs> I think I, uh, uh, I think the last choice I got was uh some running Harachis. I got those like like about two and a half, three months back. Like I, I haven't I haven't really bought anything this year. I've been broke, bro.
2: <laughs> Ar- Armand's trying to do the the alley oop where he passes the ball off the backboard to himself because he wants to tell his sneaker story. Yeah, nah,
4: yeah. Yeah. I don't want to
2: tell,
4: tell that sneaker story, yo. Armand Ar- 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 Armand came up this last week with some yo. nice jaws. Yo, that was, yo, that was, this is,
1: this was the most pathetic week of my life, yo. All
4: right, let me tell the story. So,
1: so the Adidas came out with the ZX Fluxes uh, about two weeks or about a week ago. Um, They didn't really give a time for them. Normally sneakers come out Friday or Saturday morning, 8 a.m., something like that. So I just assumed that that's when they were going to come out. So I wake up in the middle of the night because I just wake up in the middle of the night sometimes. And I wake up at four, I look on my Instagram and see that they dropped at three in the morning because it was eight in the morning, European time. So I jump up, turn my laptop on, go to the Adidas site, they're sold out. I'm like, all right, so everywhere. everywhere. So I find out there's a Swedish site um, that's gonna sell them at eight o'clock. I'm like, all right, I'll just wait on the Swedish site. No one bootleg. And so I'm up, like I'm up for three hours watching like battle rap videos trying to stay awake so I don't oversleep. <laughs> so literally, they have a countdown on their site. The minute this junk goes to zero, it refreshes and the link comes up to buy the sneakers. I click on, this is how bad I want the sneakers. I wear a 13, they only sold up to a 12, and I was like, ah, I could fit in a 12. Click 12, wow. hit add to cart, at 8 o'clock, zero one. the first second at 8 o'clock, and hold out, just in that yep. one second. So... Probably because the bots and all that stuff. So yep. I'm mad. So I've been up for five hours waiting on sneakers. I'm like, nah, I'm buying something. So, you know, Adidas had the 20, they had a 20% off with a um, with a, uh, a free shipping. So I copped the electric Jones. I was between the electrics and the infrareds. I got the electrics or whatever. And then um, I'm like, all right, I'm about to go to bed. Then I can't go, I can't sleep long because I have a video shoot at noon. And by now it's 10 o'clock. So I'm just up, mad that I can't go to sleep, and then mad because I'm so tired. I find a a link to a a spot in Michigan, um, and they have an 11.5, a a 9.5, and and an 8.5. I get the 8.5, and then I flip them on eBay because they were going for 90, but they're on eBay for 250. So I get 220 for them. So then I use that money and i'm just on nike talk heavy just i'm at work like refreshing nike talk every 15 minutes like see how pathetic this sounds so (laughs) i finally like three days later i find out that they are at um a major retailer i'm not gonna say where because they still got them they're a major retailer in uh in michigan lo and behold my father lives in michigan so i'm like yo dad (laughs) go get me these shoes so he find come to find out he stays or he works 10 minutes away from these joints. He goes there to go get the sneakers. And he tells me that like, because, you know, Michigan wasn't really up on him. Detroit wasn't really up on him. They thought that he was ahead. Like my dad is 60 years old <laughs> and they're asking him about like mesh deals and all that. And he's like, I don't know. These are just for my son. So <laughs> I got him yesterday and I love them, And now I'm, I'm hooked to buying sneakers and it's, it's pathetic. So that's that's my wax sneaker story. I, I just felt like this is I did all that for this, like the 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 Mike Tyson thing. This is garbage.
4: That's crazy. <laughs> you gotta get that good connect, bro. I know. What's up? It's not happening. Negative. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. That that waking up early life ain't ain't for me for some sneakers. I can't do it. So. Doc, you got, any, you got anything else you want to talk about regarding Collision the School of Roses or anything? No, nah, man, I'm good. You got anything you want to ask the the, the fine uh, gentlemen? The last thing I'm going to ask is, uh, so what's next for everybody individually and collectively? A&R? album. There
3: you go.
0: That's going to consume yeah. my life.
3: <laughs> Darn skippy. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm yeah. uh,
0: I'm not just saying that because Swoop is right here. <laughs> it really will.
1: I always said that I, I I'm, I'm definitely, I definitely think that you and Chris, I'm looking forward to the two of y'all's the most. Chris's album exceeded expectations, and I, I have high expectations for yours. I'm just letting you know, no pressure.
3: Yeah, no, no, no. I, I've been hearing that everywhere. I think that the time lapse since Wake Up has raised the expectation bar a little bit too. So, man, we're, we're, we're seeking to please the Lord. Um, first and foremost. <laughs> <laughs> but, Look at that. But um I'm not gonna lie and say I'm not trying to exceed those expectations. So yeah, it's that, gonna be a different album. It's not gonna be Wake Up. I keep trying to tell people that. If you wanna hear Wake Up, go walk, go buy Wake Up. Um but we're gonna try to stay true to true to the identity of Sloop, true to the identity of Collision and
1: make some good music. Yeah, that A C line you had is was stupid. Uh, I'm smiling. I'm smiling for those of you that can't see. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> tell, tell to the people who haven't heard it yet. Like, say, get, give, give the people the AC line. Uh,
3: did I slip a couple notches down the eighth seed, paying less attention to the kid like I'm
1: your eighth seed? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And right around the time of March Madness. Look at that, Doc. There you go. Hey, I, the game was on mute. <laughs> while
3: I was right because I wrote that last night that wasn't supposed to see the light of day. That was a, uh, I told Wit that was a putting up shots in the gym before the game, and I mm-hmm. sent it to AT like, hey man, um, do you feel like I sound like I'm getting ready for an album? You feel like I sound like I'm not ready for an album, or you sound you feel like I sound like I could put an album out tomorrow? And he was like, dude, I'm designing the cover right now. We dropping it tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, all right, I'm just trying to. Uh, as many Kanye comparisons that I get and I hate I'm getting ready to make one. The same way before Twisted Fantasy, he was just dropping joints, just dropping joints, dropping joints. I'm just trying to write. That's all I want to do right now. I think the team we've assembled to to produce the album, I'm not even concerned about producing 95% of the album the way I did wake up. Because Witt has assembled an amazing team. So right now I'm just I'm just trying to write, man. That's it. And you'll get the frustration joints, the honest joints, like Let Me Be Great. I'm working on a one of Armand's favorite genres, turn up record right now. Oh, I'm, just, <laughs> so I'm just writing, man. right
1: don't don't do the Migos, please. Just don't <laughs> we, we, can, we can get <laughs> him on some <laughs> Chief Keefery. Yeah, don't yeah, don't no Chief Keefery either.
3: Oh man, I love Chief <laughs> <laughs> Keef because I feel like he speaks a different language. Like it's not English. I never <laughs> know what he's saying and I love it. <laughs> I want to see no Chief Keef.
1: I don't want to see no videos of you and all your people with their shirts off a bunch of grown men. Dude. Bouncing up and down. Bouncing up and down around each other. I don't, I see don't get
3: that. I don't get that. They so hard. And that video is so suspect.
1: Why? Just watch all rap videos on mute. Just turn the music down and just watch the video. And this dude's in the back. They just dancing like they did. It. <laughs> <It's> like, yo. <laughs> Like, there's no way. All the thugs I know, like, do not dance. They do the Kevin Hart jump, but they they catch themselves laughing. They shut that down. Y'all two-stepping and all that. It's crazy. So, what was next for you, man?
0: I just told you what was next for me. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <No>. <laughs> Yo, chill, man. Right. You know why I said that? Because I, I want to hear it while I'm working on my solo album. Baseball. <laughs> Y'all just throwing that out there? <laughs> no, nope. no, uh, no Hell's Paradise 3, no none of that, nothing? I don't know, I'm working on Swoop's album
0: right now. Okay, just Swoop. I, you know I mean, I'm working on, I'm working on all this stuff too. Um, I'm working with this dude named Selah uh, from New York. Oh, you're working with Selah, tell Selah
1: he owes me a verse. Alright, I'll tell he's him He's got two weeks. He was just,
0: he was just over my crib a couple of weeks ago and we were, we, um. Made something pretty pretty great yeah, yeah it was so,
4: real good it was real good
0: so uh, he's he's another artist I'm working pretty closely with right now um and uh yeah, be on the lookout for his stuff. his stuff is coming out real fresh um his stuff swoop stuff and i'm I'm mixing a bunch of other projects on the side as well so i'm always I'm always doing that <laughs>
1: <laughs> you need to make a trip down here Armand i do. I do. I always think about that, man, because every time you try to hit me up when I was in New York, I was booed up. So mm-hmm. I'm this like, dude, you know, this dude. Cup, cupcake <laughs> or rapidy Raps. So uh, and then I'm like, dang, I should have made a detour. My bad. Nah, man, it's
3: hostess Twinkies every time. <laughs> <laughs> Little Debbie.
1: We don't do those email
0: beats no more, man. You got to come don't.
3: down here.
1: Word. All right, now I found now I found the bus that goes to New York from from Columbus for less than a hundred dollars. So round nah, trip? Nah, not round trip. One way.
3: Oh, oh. That's,
1: high. High. that's expensive, man. That's really high. Like you said, a hundred dollars? No, less than. No, 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 no. Uh, it's it's the uh we found the China bus that goes from Columbus to the bus. Okay. The bus from, Mike, from New York is ten bucks. It's yep. cause you live you live what five minutes from New York that don't count. <laughs>
0: That's two hours. That's two hours. You should be able to find one for cheaper than a hundred bucks. I'll tell you that.
4: Nice. Or you can just get on Southwest for sixty nine dollars. I mean, yeah, you can just you can catch the flight for that. I live in Columbus. Yeah, it's like, flights to Columbus on Southwest sixty nine bucks, How far is
0: the drive from Columbus to New York or from? Uh,
4: to- like nine hours.
1: Yeah, eight or nine. Uh, so it's so farther.
0: It's farther than you
3: swoop. Yeah, cause he's two hours down from me.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, you screwed then.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I gotta go to like Cincinnati or Cleveland and get get a cheap. Cause our 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 airport is like the size of like my living room.
0: Yeah, the flights ain't cheap from uh Cleveland or, or Akron.
1: <laughs> not at all.
3: Ask Swoop. They be digging into my honorarium, cuz <laughs> they be flying.
0: They be flying swoop from Akron to Atlanta to get to Philly. <laughs>
1: That's crazy. All right, Wes, what's up with you, man?
4: Yeah, I'm working on. Uh, I'm working on some newness right now, and uh, this time I'm actually the first time I'm actually working with somebody else. And be working with Wit on that joint. And uh, oh, Trackmasters. Nah, it's, it's more like you know Heatmakers. Well, I'll put it to you this way. Strong possibility me and Wit might be making a trip out to to LA to Red Bull to 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 mix my, my next record. Oh, uh, okay. He don't he don't he don't even know that yet. I'm but,
0: doing uh, more I'm doing more engineering and stuff like that on it. that's yeah. still Wes's production, but I'm doing more mixing and engineering.
4: Yeah. Word. I got I got I got good stuff happening, man. I just can't talk about it yet.
0: He's not allowed to talk
4: about the stuff. Word. So can I get
1: all of y'all on Kairos too? Like no. I got a I got a record I got a record with the with the light skinned chick from Jaune. and I got a record with Brownstone. I got all the '90s R&B chicks, and I need like mass production. I got uh, I got Smiles. I couldn't get South Star; he was out the budget. But I got Smiles, like. <laughs> I got some. I got. Some, I got some joint. So this guy thinks he's thinks he's funny. Um, <laughs> <laughs> funny guy. But uh, yeah, that's that's it. I, I ain't got nothing else, doc. All
2: right, man. Um, well, th- yo, uh, first of all, I mean, I gotta say thank you to every, to, uh, to swoop Wes, and Whip for uh, sitting in with us and giving it, giving the fans, getting everybody a little behind the scenes look at what y'all been working on. Um, you guys got anything you want to plug?
4: I just thanks thanks for having us on, man. you know what I'm saying It's definitely definitely uh privileged uh to be able to yeah to get on this joint, man for real,
0: yes, thanks for having us, man. This was a lot of fun
1: yeah we yeah. Uh, we we've been trying to get on here since eleven.
0: I've been wondering, man, what's going on?
1: I was trying to get like a nerdy producer episode, and yeah, I was expecting more nerd questions, but um, I guess we
0: could
2: do that another time. I die. mean, we could go. no, nah, I was try, I'm trying. As as rain as as I'm trying to rein it in. I'm um, trying to rein it in. I got Armand keeps telling me that that the people they don't like it when I nerd out too much. So you know,
1: nah, I didn't say I didn't <laughs> say when well, you nerd out. Nah, nerd out. I ain't talking about nerd out. I mean, like <laughs> you, you know. got to dedicate a whole
0: episode to nerding out, and then you can have me over, and we'll right. uh, we'll we'll just we'll just nerd out for like an hour or two hours.
1: There Ooh. you go, Connecticut. Connecticut, and were you you at you in uh, Delaware, right? Yeah. There you go. How far is that? About
2: uh, three hours, depending on where. Something like three hours.
1: It's nothing. And, so there you
2: go. And Swoop, how about you? You got anything you want to plug? You want to tell the people where they can find your new record?
3: Uh, yeah. Uh, follow me on Twitter, Mister Swoop, M R S W O O P E. Um, you can hear "Let Me Great," uh, "Let Me Be Great," excuse me, on um, Collision Records, SoundCloud. Um, just stay tuned, man. You yeah, me and Chris got Northern Lights coming up. Um, Alex and Dre are still on Southern Lights so Collision is moving as you said, um, as you heard excuse me, I'm working on my solo record I'm just going to be dropping little gems here and there um, so yeah, follow me and, and, and keep up There's a lot happening this year
4: I'm singing back up on the Northern Lights tour in the shiny suit, just so y'all know There you go You got a little
2: two step you're doing while the music's playing like you got you got your moves down Straight two stepping <laughs>
1: You gotta have a you gotta had the the stick with the other dolls attached to you, dressed like you was <laughs> like five years old. <laughs> All right, I'm, well that's I'm,
2: it, I'm, you, man. you got anything you want to you, you want to plug?
1: You got anything? Uh, uh, yeah. The Bar and Baptist Church weekend uh tour starts Thursday. Thursday I will be at um I'll be at Zanzibar. Friday I will be at Carabar with O Sharp. Moses Rockwell and Trek Manifest, and then Saturday I will be at Oakley Full Gospel Baptist Church. So if you feel comfortable, you know, (laughs) around alcohol and rapidy rap, come to the Thursday or Friday show. If you want to be in the pews, come to the Saturday show. It's all, it's all good for the people. For the people, of course. That's it. All right. Well,
2: uh, thank you everybody for for tuning in, and uh, we'll catch y'all next week.